one of the most beautiful and compassionate parts of the craft is that when you take on a character, you cannot judge them. And even if they are evil, a good actor takes on those attributes and just tries to understand. You're listening to the Makers and Mystics podcast. This is season three, episode five. For the past several years, Australia has become a bit of a second home for me. I've had the opportunity to perform there and travel as a public speaker. And over the course of my time there, I've built relationships with several communities of artists. And so this year, I decided to throw a microphone in my suitcase and begin capturing conversations with some of the artists and community leaders that I've connected with. And one of the artists I had the opportunity to sit down with is Australian actress and playwright Anna McGann. Anna is most known for her work in popular television shows such as Anzac Girls, Underbelly, and the Dr. Blake Mysteries. She received the Heath Ledger Scholarship Award in 2012 and has also won several awards as a playwright. She co-wrote the play People of the Sun with poet Joel Macero, who will be joining us at The Breath in the Clay in March of 2018. Anna is also a community leader and founded the creative arts group, The Fireplace, located in Melbourne. More recently, Anna has become an advocate for the fair treatment of women in the entertainment industry and has become a bold spokeswoman for equality and standing against sexual harassment in the industry. Be sure to check the show notes for this episode to find links to Anna's work and to our featured artists for this episode. This is The Inverted Kingdom, my conversation with Australian actress Anna McGann. Tell me about Fireplace. Did you start Fireplace? I did. So this is a creative arts and entertainment community for Christian artists primarily, or just people seeking, or all of the above? I think all of the above. We get a whole mix. And I mean, essentially what happened is that I came back from the US after living in intentional Christian creative community. Mm-hmm. And and to be fair, a different type because these guys that I was living with in LA were gung-ho. They're mm-hmm. missionaries, mm-hmm. artist missionaries. I'd never heard of that before. And people that moved to LA because they had destiny, because they were artists and because they had skills, but primarily because they knew that there were a whole lot of people that mm-hmm. needed some love. And so receiving that heart, living in that momentum, you come back to Australia where there's such a fear around Christianity. And yes, because it's because of the politics, because of the religious elements to all of that. But also nobody knew, at least nobody around me knew how to partner a completely sold out believing faith life. Mm -hmm. And excellence and commitment in pursuing artistry and creativity. Mm. I would just watch over and over again as people would say, well, I'm I'm choosing not to do the arts because it's going to compromise my relationship with God because the mm. industry is so dark and mm. so fueled by drugs and sex and stuff. Um, and then on the other hand, artists saying, well, actually, I used to go to church. I, I used to know God, but it didn't fit with this lifestyle mm-hmm. and 
getting swallowed by the industry and being pulled in that direction. And so I came home very unsettled. And I remember I came home and I was sort of chasing a boy. And it wasn't, it was like, it was quite toxic and it really wasn't a good, this was a few years ago. And it wasn't right. But in this particular night, I wanted to go out and see him. And God stopped me and said, no, I want you to stay home and I want you to spend time with me. And I'm not always obedient, but that <laughs> night I really praise God because I said, okay, I'll stay home and we'll talk. And it was just one of those open-ended things of I'll just put aside time and we'll, we'll hang, God. Yeah. What, yeah. what are we going to do? <laughs> and he downloaded this to me. He right. told me what it was called. He told me it was called The Fireplace. He yeah. told me that it was a group for people in the arts or in especially arts entertainment industry, but also people seeking creativity to be free in their faith. Mm -hmm. And so he told me to start initially this Facebook group and to put my story on there, to put the vision on there. He gave me what the vision was and essentially curate this space for people to pray for each other, to share testimonies and essentially encourage one another to be arts missionaries as the long game, you know, wow. like that was yeah. the longer vision, but to just to begin with restoration. And so once a month in my living room, it started with about six to eight people. We'd, they'd come over, I lived in this tiny little flat and we'd eat dinner and we'd pray and we'd worship for hours mm. and talk and someone would share and talk about, yeah. well, this is how I understand my creativity with Jesus. And slowly it just started to grow. And the online group has about 800 artists mm. that support one another. Mm -hmm. And the in-person space has a pool in Melbourne, for example, has a pool of probably about 150 artists. And we still meet and eat food and mm. talk about Jesus and creativity wow. and worship and pray for each other. And so most of the people coming are either working artists or emerging artists or people in the film industry or just a big mix. A complete mix. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. It's, we do get actors, we do get people in the film industry, but we get visual artists and musicians, we get dancers, yeah. <laughs> we get we get people that aren't artists by yeah. vocation as yeah. well, that just yeah. are starting to learn what their creativity looks like. We get a lot of emerging artists and we get some professionals as well, but at least in my vision, in my heart, you've got to have the understanding and the heart and the rigor to stand alongside someone that is desperate yeah. to try and break through, but actually may never. And yeah. they're still valid and their right. heart and their creativity is still so valid. Yeah, yeah. Do you find that here in Australia, that there's a hunger or a need within the creative community to really find a safe place outside of the Sunday service environment, I guess, where, yes. where we can come and just be with one another and discuss things and find community outside of that context? Absolutely. And I've, I've found too that a lot of people that we have coming to our gatherings aren't in church. They consider themselves Christians or yeah. believers, um, but they haven't had a church for a while. Or, they've yeah. been, or they say they're between, you know, right. <laughs> but they don't have community, specific yeah. community where they're being served and that their heart is being reflected. And I think it is that they don't fit inside the church. I think right. we all do to a degree, but you're not always safe mm. actually as an artist because it's not always that easy 
for people of other personalities. You know, yeah. like a creative personality is very unique. It's yeah. very specific, and it's not wired the same way. Right. And the things that we do as artists, particularly, and I know this. Okay, from an experience as an actor. Some of the stuff that I'm exposed to, some of the stuff that I have to do in my job that I choose to do in my own conviction before the Lord, yeah. other Christians would be horrified. Mm -hmm. And there isn't a safe space necessarily yeah. to get up on a Sunday or chat to my my friend or my pastor or my mate or whomever and say, oh, this is what I did at work this week <laughs> um, and have someone understand yeah. but we try and create a space a really non non-judgmental space yeah and i think because it's multi-denominational too yeah there is you have to put these walls down where you have to expect that someone is going to have a different conviction yeah. or understanding to yeah. you but we can talk about this stuff and you can be vulnerable and say hey i i'm working on this yeah. or i'm delving into these ideas and most people think they're taboo but yeah. i think there's god in it and i yeah. think there's creativity yeah. in it. I'm going to yes. go there and we can support them in prayer when other people might not. Well, this is a real joy to talk to you about acting because honestly, uh, I've thought a lot about acting, yeah. even in terms of the spiritual connection within acting. And acting, at least in Europe, began in the morality plays yeah. and the mystery plays. And when the Catholic priests would give their sermons, they often employed actors to come and interpret what the message, the sermon message was saying. And so acting has its roots in the community of faith, but throughout history, there's been such a fight for the expression of the creative arts, especially things like acting. Um, I know in the 1700s, some of the famous preachers at that time looked at acting as one step down from public drunkenness. You know? <laughs> I think I know a lot of people that hold that view still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably so. And that's, and that's why we're having this discussion. But I would love to hear from you how you connect with God through your acting. It's actually such an interesting question, Stephen, because when I got saved, I was really, my career was just sort of bursting, I suppose. But almost the first thing that he did, he didn't take it away from me. It, quite the contrary, actually. Hmm. But he distanced my heart from it. And he disabled something that was so quickly going to idolize it. And I'm so grateful for it. And I think it's the only reason I'm still in it because not that it, and I've since learned, not that it can't be devotional, not that it can't be spiritual or connected, mm -hmm. because it can very, very much so. Mm -hmm. But at least for me, working in television, which was where I was when he got me there, something in me shifted so immediately, which made me just want to walk away. Mm -hmm. where I thought, I'm, no, I'm not being me. All of a sudden, I had this revelation of, I'm just simply as Anna, I am a valuable human being mm -hmm. and I'm worthy. Yeah. And previously, the whole pursuit of this craft had been, I will play other people until those people add up enough until I'm worth something. And I will just hide behind these yeah. other characters and other characters and other characters because I don't have character. 
and all of a sudden I fell in love with myself because mm. that's what happens. You know, you become your true child of God's self and yeah, you see yeah. it and it's intoxicatingly beautiful because yeah. you get, you go, I have purpose, yeah. I have a destiny. And so I, I fell out of love with it in this immediate way and just went, well, maybe I should leave, maybe I should walk. And God stopped me mm. very, very firmly um, through um, many ways, but in a particular way with this scholarship that he gave me where essentially one night I had applied for this and it was to take me to Los Angeles and it was very competitive and I knew that I'd gotten into a short list of sorts but I it was past the date that I should have heard and I prayed and I said I know I've applied for this scholarship but I just want you to take it and I know I probably haven't got it but I just want you to know that it's okay like mm -hmm. I'm okay yeah whichever way this goes and I fell asleep praying that prayer and I woke up to a phone call mm -hmm. The next morning, the phone woke me, and it was my agent saying, yeah. you're going to Los Angeles. You've got it. So this, just to clarify, this was the Heath Ledger scholarship? Yes, okay. yes. And it was beautiful because my heart was out, at least for then. Mm -hmm. And it had to be because before that had depended so much on it for my worth and my identity. Mm. What are some of the challenges that you face in your acting career? Well. I mean, a massive one, the first thing that comes to mind, so I think it's probably a good place to start, is I was so liberal early on, before Jesus, you know, I would do roles with nudity and sex scenes, very, very intense stuff, stuff that is still on pornographic websites today, mm -hmm. you know, and it chases me around to a degree. Mm -hmm. Actually, I think God's taken a lot of it off the internet. Mm -hmm. Praise him. But, um, <laughs> I, I did that and then I did a 180 mm. and I said, actually, I'm not going to do that anymore and put a really firm foot down and very publicly as well. Wow. <laughs> Much to the like the distress of my agent and, yeah. and lots of people, you know, it was, um, it got discussed mm. and I personally don't think that's news, but mm. <laughs> you know, it's one of those, it's one of the, it was quite a stand to take in an environment where wow. people were telling me, that will affect your career. And we, I went to a training institution where I was told, if you want to be an actress, you have to be ready to get your breasts out. And that's that's just how it is. And mm -hmm. that's a brave and vulnerable actor. And I know actors with the same opinion that, mm -hmm. you know, if you really want to show humanity mm. and sensitivity, then you can't omit nudity and sex. Now, you can't omit sexuality. Right. You can't omit sensuality from right. the human experience. That has to be in film and TV. But I don't think you need yeah. nipples and vaginas and butts i'm sorry <laughs> and i sort of got to this point where it wasn't even that i needed so much to protect my own body because i think i came to a point of worth where i just thought well i'm okay with it no matter what mm. but i had an effect on other people and mm -hmm. i know young men that were affected by that that yeah. got introduced to pornographic ideas mm -hmm. through my actions and mm. i'm convicted by that and so yeah. i'm i for example I had to make a stand with that. Um, now, that doesn't mean I don't do love scenes or right. I don't do kissing or right. I don't. Um, it's not so black and white, but yeah. I've, I've had to find that I've been in jobs where they've said, well, you've done it before. Why won't you do it again? And they've mm -hmm. pushed and I've been forced into that position to say, well, this is what's happened to me. Yeah. This is my faith. Wow. Do you not believe that I have the ability mm -hmm. and the sensitivity as an artist to bring what you need without me taking my clothes off? And they've changed the role. So it's closed. Wow. <laughs> you know? Wow. That's that, amazing. That breakthrough to me is yeah. really encouraging. That's but, huge. But then at the same time, I work with 
actors, particularly in the fireplace, I talk yeah. to actors that are like, I think I would do nudity. Mm-hmm. And I say, that's okay. If that's your conviction, if that's where you're at, but know your worth, yes. you know, know but don't worth. be that's condemned. Good. Don't be condemned by somebody else saying, like, I think every role is unique. And mm-hmm. I think, at least in my process, every role is submitted before God. Yeah. Even if it looks clean or it looks, and it's yeah. not about cleanliness or purity, yeah. but even if it looks so tempting mm-hmm. and it's the best money or it's the most creative thing, yeah. it has to be submitted. I, I personally feel I need to get the permission and God walks me through it yeah. that way. And there yeah. are times where I've done, where I felt him say, that's not really for you and I've done it. Mm. And I felt the grace of that, but I've understood why, you mm. know, on the other side. That he said that's not yeah that's not really yeah ideal. <laughs> we have to figure that out that way sometimes yeah. don't we <laughs> yeah we have to walk into it and then be like oh i think this is what ah. you were <laughs> what you were trying to say Dad, yeah help me get yeah. me out of it now please yeah <laughs> yeah god gave me this boldness where I could go to work and meet actors and be on set and I could just preach the gospel and I could just be there and yeah. I would just pray for healing for people and they would get healed. That's awesome. And it was, it's, you know, it's that immediate, when you first get saved and yeah. the radical nature of Christ is moving through you in such a way that it's unstoppable. Yeah. You know, no prayer goes unanswered. It just yeah. is bam, 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 bam. Uh-huh. And I didn't care what happened anymore. I didn't wow. care if I lost my job. <laughs> I could just, I would put scriptures on the set. I would prophesy <laughs> over camera. And like, it would just, That's it was awesome. this fire. Yeah. And other people around me, older Christians are just shaking their heads, going, mm. she's going to ruin her career. Or she's, oh, she's, what is she yeah. doing? She's, yeah. she's lost the plot. Um, but as I tempered out, um, I found that God was meeting me in the middle in this really beautiful way. And I could have this rejoicing when I'd be on set. And it would start to bleed into the craft as well. Because as I saw God move, as I learned how to take him to work and not actually sever him at the door, which is the instinct, you know, you go, I'm a Christian at home, but I'm a professional at work. Right, right. Otherwise, I'd be proselytizing. Otherwise, it'd be inappropriate. That, ne'er the two shall meet. But to me, they were so interwoven, and I think particularly mm. in this industry, you have you have a unique environment yeah. where people talk a lot about how they feel, a lot about their process, a yeah. lot about what they're struggling with and where they're at, yeah. and they are desperate, just desperate. Yeah. And there was one job where I met another Christian on that set, and we made a decision to pray together at lunchtime every day. And the Holy Spirit moved on that set in a way that, to this day, yeah. is unprecedented in what even what I have seen on sets. Yeah, people getting healed. Mm. Every single main actor <laughs> asking for prayer or asking about the Bible, asking about Jesus. Ah, so good. Incredible moves of God, and yeah. still to this day, I've had people who've watched that show. It was a show called Anzac Girls. It was about yeah. World War One. Watch that show, and Christians especially go, "What is there's a spirit on that." And whatever it is that happened on that set came through and I couldn't believe it. Like I didn't, I I was amazed that God worked like that on such a large scale that if you go to that secret place, it not just say, it's not just that prayer of Lord, um, can you help me with this take? 
can you make sure I nail it? Um, yeah. Can I can I access the emotions? I think I got past that mm -hmm. because he he entered into my process by that yeah. stage. But I think simultaneous to that whole revelation that he would the kingdom would come yeah. through this industry, he he started to heal the process I had learned at acting school, which was very it was very much a destructive, chaotic process. Which mm -hmm. was the more pain I have, the more I keep my wounds open and alive the better actor I can be because the more wow. I can access, you know, my craft and who I am. Yeah. And he retrained me wow. to use imagination and he retrained me to use wholeness. That's so good. And healing. And at first, I think my craft went down. I think mm. you'd look at my work and say, oh, she wasn't as brave. Yeah. She wasn't as crazy. She yeah. wasn't as out there. But then as I grew more, I'm, I'm comfortable with the idea that my work dropped. I think it had to. But then as I got more used to that process of wholeness mm. and coming from a place of imagination and yeah. completion and yeah. joy and hope, I think my work then actually started to grow. And now I feel this integration that I mm -hmm. never thought could happen. particularly in performing art, where often we can do our craft in hopes to receive affirmation and acceptance. Like, you know, you're talking about is so predominant even in the acting industry that our art form becomes a tool to gain self-worth, to gain credibility, to gain respect, to gain affirmation to gain identity you know yeah. it's like our art becomes prostituted yeah. for our own need but the deeper that i go into this faith walk and the deeper that i allow his love to wash over me and like you were saying remind us of who we are in him i no longer perform to gain approval but i perform because i've been approved <laughs> that's amazing mm. I think the, the process of that in mm -hmm. my life has looked like me realizing that I'm, I'm not going to be the best. Mm -hmm. In fact, I might not even be that good. Mm. But if I have that invitation mm -hmm. to do it, I don't have any shame anymore in going up there and being in process and just being okay at it mm -hmm. or being um or working it out i used to just struggle so much with watching myself on screen just criticizing it going well, why aren't you at this mm. level why aren't you like that actor why aren't you more beautiful why aren't you this this this, this? yeah and the self-hate and the criticism and this mm. desperation to be perfect and to be the best because only if you're the best can you continue getting work and if you're the best then you'll get the approval and then then you're exactly then yeah. you're approved of and you're allowed to be there but now i'm just here <laughs> and there's this there's this freedom yeah. in it where it, it's it's okay it's okay if you don't win the award it's yeah. okay if you don't even yeah. get a nobody even notices you there mm -hmm. it's the fact of the matter is, and I've had to learn this too, is that even in the worst performances of my life, there's usually one person, even if most people hate it, there's one person that goes, hey, I, I connected. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it mattered to me. And having to just accept the simplicity of 
God would do it for the one. Mm-hmm. And why can't I do it for the one? Come on. Just yeah. be like one person yes. responded and God would put me through yeah. every year of my training yeah. and every audition and every inkling and rehearsal of that. Yeah. And I go, that's not fair. I want to do it for millions. But right. that's, he would, I have to take on that responsibility to go, he'd put me through it all just so that one person that's so good. has a little heart response. Oh, that's so encouraging. That's so validating. I, you, you know how many performances I've driven eight hours in a van uh, with eight other people at pulling a trailer of uh, tons of equipment and you show up, you unload, you, you, you set up the stage, you yes. do sound check, you know, you eat terrible food, yes. you know, sleep and then on the floor. you sleep on the floor of this, this smelly, you know, whatever, yeah. and, and 10 people come to the show. Yeah. And you walk out there like, I, 10 or 10,000, I'm gonna give everything I've got. Yeah. And then when that one person walks up to you in tears, or that one person walks up and says, I've never heard anything, I've never seen anything like this, I've never read anything like this before, you know, suddenly you, you are reminded that, that he's not beyond, he actually likes so many times leaving the 99 and going yes. after the one. I love what you said earlier. You said you came to a point where you realized there was no shame in being in process. That it's okay to be in process. And man, I find that liberating even for where I'm at in my own journey right now. It's like, I think we're all in process. And I think if there was one thing that I would love for us to learn, it's that we have the invitation to be a safe place for people to be in process. Yes. And I think sometimes us as the as the performers and as the actors and as the artists, we're kind of the ones, remember when Paul said as an apostle that he was put on display? Yeah. Sometimes it's that's kind of the artist's role is is often we are put on display. Yeah. For people to see the process, yes. you know, being played out and that's something I'm happy to do. Uh, as painful as it can be. It triggers that in me because you you look at Paul and he's, yes, I'm on display. Like the destruction of me is on display. Right. The <laughs> failure of me is on display. Right. And I think that we, we get this wrong thinking happening where we go, okay, I'm going to be an artist. Mm-hmm. My platform, my success will be on display mm-hmm. and people will see Jesus because of how high I rise when it's so much more the inverted kingdom yes and it's like people will see jesus in how i deal with my failure Mm. and how low i fall (laughs) and having to learn that and go well that doesn't mean that i can't seek excellence that doesn't mean that i won't have incredible moments of connection and beauty yeah Um, and that's the goal you you used the phrase the inverted kingdom and that's something i think i read you coined that phrase in some sense, or it's a phrase that you've used. Um, no, I've read it. I read it. I didn't coin it. I've totally, I inherited it from someone. I don't yeah, know who, but yeah. it's my favorite way of looking at Jesus. Yeah. Well, is that what we've just been talking about? Or tell yeah. me what the, that's what the inverted kingdom is then, huh? It's essentially this idea that what you think is at the top is actually at the bottom. What you think is at the bottom is at the top. And if we 
can wrap our heads around that as artists, we have a whole new scope to deal with. Yeah. And as disciples and as pilgrims, mm. our life opens up and we can break down this really broken idea of favor mm -hmm. and this really broken idea of privilege and success and go, yeah. no, God's with the brokenhearted and God is with the suffering. He's also with the sinner. He chooses to sit at that table. That's yeah. his choice of table yeah. is to sit with the person that doesn't know him, that doesn't yeah. like him, that yeah. doesn't live the same way right. as him and to heal them and to be with them. And in our lowest places and in our darkest places, and it's God almost sort of going down into the mud and revealing the secret banquet and going, mm. but you made it. There's a time I crowed wherever you used to be. Cold, cold ground where fires to burn me. I've got question marks where I used to be certain. Wasted away all you gave them nothing. I always look for comparisons between aspects of the kingdom and the art that we do. And as an actor, you take upon yourself the characteristics of another for the purpose of telling a story. And I thought about how much of a reflection that is of Jesus on the cross. Because in the scriptures it says that Jesus took upon himself the sins of the world. He became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. And so it's like Jesus embodied our storyline. Jesus took on himself the characteristics of who we were. The sinful nature of humanity was so foreign to his own nature, mm. but him in the security of his identity in the Father, he was able to take upon the characteristics of fallen man for the purpose of telling the story of redemption to humanity. And he never lost his identity as the Son of God through that. One of the most beautiful and compassionate parts, I think, of the craft, and you get told this from day one, mm -hmm. is that when you take on a character, you cannot judge them. And even if they are evil, and even if they are, they behave horrifically, and you do see actors that do this, you do see satire and mockery, mm -hmm. but more often than not, you see authenticity. And when you see a good performance, you see somebody, even if they're playing an incredibly complex or broken person, mm -hmm. a good actor takes on those attributes and just tries to understand and just goes, I'm, I'm going to place myself in your shoes mm -hmm. so that I, I know why. And when I know why, then I can display it with the freedom of going, this is the only choice I had in that moment. And when that compassion is there, an audience can understand yeah. and you're moved. And that it's a very fine and beautiful relationship yeah. between the actor and the character that they are playing mm. and the way they make peace. And you can know, you know in performances when a an actor hasn't made peace with the character and mm. doesn't want to play them, doesn't yeah. like them. And when you talk about Jesus like that, it just reminds me, he's chosen not to judge us. Mm -hmm. He's chosen, he's chosen so to good. have compassion yes. and understand yes, instead so and go, I'm, I've been there. Oh, I know why you did that. Oh. Let's fix it. <laughs> That's amazing. Anna, thank you so much for thank talking you. with me. Yeah, this is uh, such an honor uh, to be able to sit here and do this. And uh, 
look forward to connecting again next time. So. Yes, me too. Thank you. <laughs>